0: Joshua chapter 4 through 6 When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan the Lord said to Joshua take 12 men from the people from each tribe a man and command them saying take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, where it passed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the midst of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua. And they were carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. For the priest bearing the Ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished, that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people passed over in haste. And when all the people had finished passing over, the ark of the Lord and the priest passed over before the people. The sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the people of Israel, as Moses had told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle and to the plains of Jericho. On that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him, just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priest, bearing the ark of the testimony, to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priest, Come up out of the Jordan. And when the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant, of which the Lord came up from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up on dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the month first month, and they encamped on Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took up out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal, as soon as all the kings of the Amorites were beyond the Jordan to the west, and all the kings of the Canaanites were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until they had crossed over, their hearts melted, and there was no longer any spirit in them because of the people of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the sons of Israel a second time. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the sons of Israel at Gibeath Haralot. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the males of the people who came out of Egypt, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. Though all the people who came out had been circumcised, yet all the people who were born on the way in the wilderness after they had come out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the people of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness until all the nation, the men of war, who came out of Egypt, perished, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. The Lord swore to them that they would not let them see the land as the Lord had sworn to give their fathers to give to us, and a land flowing with milk and honey. So it was their children, whom he raised up in their place, that Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not been circumcised on the way. When, he is, when the circumcising of the whole nation was finished, they remained in their place in the camp until they were healed. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you, and so the name that place is called Gilgal to this day. When the people of Israel were encamped at Gilgal, they kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month in the evening on the plains of Jericho. And the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate of the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grains. The manna ceased the day after they ate of the produce of the land, and there was no longer manna for the people of Israel, but they ate of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, Are you for us, or are you our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor, You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of that city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up everyone straight before him. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city and let the armed men pass out. Pass on before the Ark of the Lord. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets with the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the Ark, while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out from your mouth until the day that I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city going about it once. And they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns bearing before the ark of the Lord walked on, and they blew the trumpet continually. And the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets blew continually. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp, so they did for six days. On the seventh day they rose early at the dawn of day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city, and the city, and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you, keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest, when you have devoted them to them, you take any of the devoted things, and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction, and bring trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Then they devoted all the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkeys, with the edge of the sword. But the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, go into the prostitute's house and bring out from her there, the woman, and all who belong to her. As he swore to her, So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her, and they brought her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel, and they burned the city with fire and everything in it, only as the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab the prostitute and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Romans chapter 9, verses 18-33 through 33. So then, he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will that is molded say to its molder, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show His wrath and to make known His power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, in order to make known the riches of His glory for vessels of mercy which He has prepared beforehand for glory? Even us whom He has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles, as indeed He says in Hosea, Those who were not My people I will call My people. And her, who was not beloved, I will call Beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, If the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, We would have been like sodom and become like gomorrah what shall we say then that gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it that is a righteousness that is by faith but that israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law why because they did not pursue it by faith but as if it were based on works they have stumbled over the stumbling stone as it is written behold I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. All right, we're going to get into some trouble today. Paul writes in Romans, how is it that God could harden the hearts of some and allow others to receive his mercy? And he uses this kind of picture where he says, does a potter not have command over clay? Can a potter not decide that? Some of the things that it makes are used for dishonorable uses, and some are used for honorable uses. Does a potter not have that right over its own creation? And like a potter, does God, who is creator of all of creation, not have that right over humanity? What's troubling about this is we wind up asking the question, how could God allow some people to go to hell? And really, In doing that, we're asking the wrong question. Here's what I mean by that. God has not done anything that makes people unrighteous. He's given man a limited agency that gives us the ability to either rebel or pursue God. Inside of that limited agency, we are subject to futility of a fallen human condition, which means by our own right, by our own Virtue, by our own design and who we are in our limited agency, we deserve God's wrath. Without his mercy, we deserve his wrath. That is the case for all people, those who are saved and those who are not. I say that it's the wrong question to ask, how could God leave some people destined for hell? Because I think the right question is What is God doing by redeeming some with mercy? He does it simply because He chooses. What the Bible teaches us about this uh, discipline, or those that are called for His purposes, those who were not His people, who are then called beloved, all of these prophecies that Paul is melding together is that God has chosen those whom He has chosen. Indeed, Rahab in the book of Joshua is a great example of this. Why did he choose a prostitute in the land of Jericho? Were there not anyone else in that city who would have been compassionate towards the spies? I think we can say probably that there were, but it was Rahab that ended up being in the right place, that ended up being able to help and keep the secrets of the sons of Israel. And it's Rahab who makes a promise that is honored by the testimony of the covenant entered into by those two men and Joshua whenever God delivers Jericho into their hands. I think what makes this troubling is we just don't know what to do with it. For me, I will celebrate that God has extended his mercy to me that I get to be a part of seeing His mercy extended to others. And I will pray that I will be able to share His mercy with everyone that I come into contact with, that God would use me in such a way that people will come to know Him.